Hey, what's up, everybody? This is me, the original Dansky, and my buddy here. Alright. Play, play the intro. Joe Smo. Joe Smo. And we are talking Joe to Smo. you live today. This is another podcast of the original Dansky and the Joe Schmo Show. What's going on, everybody? And today. Uh, today, woo! Oh, it's it's a good show for you today, guys. Today, we are going to start off our conversation tonight with the Phoenix Lights. Something that still to this day, the government cannot really explain what, not one, not two, but like 200... Hundreds of people, maybe even thousands of people, saw whatever it is this was over Phoenix. So, let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. <clears throat> this is one. Of, this is a more it, recent uh, thing. March, March 13, 1997. March 13th, 1997. So it wasn't that long ago. And uh, everybody, Joe Smo is talking to us Correct. on his, uh, we're talking through the messenger face thing, so, because obviously social distancing and everything, we're remote doing this, so if he's a little behind me or we talk over each other, it's because we're just excited and we're not giving the computer enough time to keep up with us, so, Joe. Yeah, there, there, there will be some form of lag. Correct, yeah, there, there's going to be some form of lag. There is. There always will be. So Joe has looked this up. He pretty much has the time frame right now. So what what day was it? When when did this happen, Joe? March 13, 1997. Uh, in, in the Mexican state of uh, Sonora. So that's where it started. So... It wasn't just... I'm sorry, but he's breaking up really bad. ...in the United States and also Mexico had a zero. Yeah, Mexico has some stuff on it as well. Hey, man, could you say that again? Because you were breaking up really bad. We couldn't understand you. Say, say that again. Hello? Hello? Alright, we may have lost him, but that's okay. So we know this started. It actually happened March 13th, 1996. Uh, Obviously, it's uh, not recent now, but uh, it is one of the more recent... um, things we've seen especially on a scale this big oh okay all right he's back with us you gotta work with us everybody the connection is is not always stellar but we're gonna make it work anyway we're gonna just make it work so what i was saying joe is what makes this particular case so uh just so interesting is the amount of people that saw it 
and the just the area it took up when it happened. We're so, so we're saying it started the original. It like started all the way in Mexico, and its flight path obviously takes it over States, Phoenix. But uh, the Mexican state of Sonora on Mar. On March 13th? Right. What happened? Correct. And then also uh, the state of Mexico, the state of Mexico also observed it as well. So this isn't just... Sonora. Okay, so the, so Mexican military saw it on their radar, along with the Americans, and the flight path actually started in Mexico... And it and it progressed all the way to Phoenix, so it's easy to think, man. Thousands of people probably saw this thing. I mean, we already know hundreds of people Correct. saw it in Phoenix alone. People in Arizona and uh, the surrounding area. So, you know, I only got one question: What the hell was that? What do you think that was? Now the mill, it was a what? They, they they said it was a black triangle, a black triangle. That's what the, the you know that's what they're telling us. Now the government's saying that it was a C one thirty Hercules dropping flares. Now I've seen flares, and then I've seen the video of of the Phoenix light. They don't they don't look like flares because they don't they don't move. You don't hear an aircraft. A C-130 is one of those things that you're going to hear it if it's flying in the air. You're going to hear it. And you become accustomed to how that particular aircraft right. sounds. Um, so I don't believe that. I don't think that's true. I don't think it was a C-130. And then you have guys like the governor coming out and they're admitting later on, yes, I saw something and it was, we didn't know what to do. What, what do you, what, what, where do you, what do you think, Joe? I mean, what do you think of all this? You know, I, I think, especially during the 90s and things of that nature, you know, we lived in a, you know, pre-hardcore internet days. A lot of people were closed off in their minds as far as, uh, what was really happening around them and whenever we became and we transitioned to a digital world uh information um being shared had did a um, had overcome an explosion of, of information and things of that nature now it's been what almost it's been all you know, uh, 20 23 years oh six it's uh, it's gonna be yeah yes like 23 years. It's been about 23, 23 years. years yeah, I'm not doing you know, the math right now, but yes. Back 23 years. Right. Well, that was back before, you know, like, was you didn't text like you did today. You didn't have Facebook. You didn't do, uh, you know, the internet no, social. No, you sent a letter in the mail. Yeah, you'd use the mail. You had video stores where you'd go rent movies and uh, you Are hung you, out you at the mall. You sent a letter in the mail? Or you, or you would call, you would call the, the uh, dial-up. You'd call the house phone, yeah. Yeah, you call the hard line, and Dad would answer and say, 
hey, uh, can I talk to my friend? Yeah, hang on. You know, you didn't. Mm-hmm. Kids didn't have freaking cell phones back then. Uh, no, no one really. Dad had a cell phone, and it was for work, and uh, it was super expensive to play with it. You know? had pagers. I had a pager. Most people had pagers, and then they would just do the payphone. Yeah. So, I guess what we're saying is, is we're talking about like something to make such a big impression on people pre-social media, pre-being able to take phone, uh, you know, video and pictures with your phone and being able to share it. Uh, and this thing uh, was so huge and, and it took up such a large area. Yeah, they said uh, it was massive. Everyone saw it. You know, everyone saw this. So, we have the story that the Air Force is telling us. And then we have the accounts of what the people are telling us, and uh, we're gonna—I'm gonna take pictures of this. We'll—we're gonna make a page to put this on. But I actually drew pictures of uh, of what they, of what kind of like a rough sketch of what they saw. You know, I got the actual vehicle there that I drew. Now. The part that gets me every time is the size of this craft. The size that people are telling us that, that yeah, you they could... Yeah, they said it's uh, 1.6 kilometers in diameter. Jesus, that's that's almost a mile long. Isn't it? Wait, is that over yeah. a mile? Is that it's over or under? It's as large as a mile, hovering over, uh, hovering over the city of Phoenix. So we're talking about a big triangular object a mile long, scooting its way from hovering. Sonora, Mexico. No, just hovering. Oh, it hovered. Oh, that's right. It, it, it had stopped. It hovered over Phoenix. Okay, okay. Oh, that's right. Now, we couldn't see it. Until it got to Phoenix, and then that was when it was one light at a time. You remember that? Yeah. And it just kept getting bigger. And then people tell us, uh, you know, when it started moving again and it went over them, it wasn't... Because a lot of people, well, they're individual lights, they're orbs. It's like, no, people said it was one black metal object with metal, you know, it was a solid material and it flew over them, and the size was staggering. I'm not going to lie to you. That would scare me. That would kind of get me a little nervous seeing something that big. Wow. Yeah. And see, they, they, ran a, they ran a front pager on the local news, but it received a little attention. Like, it wasn't, uh, you know... It wasn't until years later that What I think he's saying, guys, like the connection is kind of going bad on us here. But what I think he's trying to tell us is that the uh, government, everyone immediately started trying to play this down. Here, you're breaking up really bad. Are you back? 
Okay, we're just playing around with our connection here. But you immediately see... Yeah, I'm having some service interruption here. That's alright. Now what we're immediately seeing here that, he, that Joe's telling us is they immediately... Were, they're trying to play this down. They're trying to make it look like, okay, you know, we'll put it on the paper really quick. We'll talk yeah, about it. But then we're going to drop it and we're not going to talk about it anymore. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, excuse me. I had to get a drink. But, um... Now this isn't the first time either. Huh? Say that again. When did in Phoenix? I'm not aware of that. It said uh, a repeat of the lights occurred February 6, 2007, and it was recorded by local Fox News television. Wow. Now I bet you won't. I don't know why that was never, I don't know why I never heard that news. You said February 7th? February 6th, 2007. Okay, because I'm writing that down. Now, you know, this isn't the first, well, obviously, it's not, now it's not the third uh, documented super large spacecraft. I'm going to call them motherships, just to, as an umbrella meaning here. But I'm going to call them motherships. Now, now, Joe, I don't know if you know this story, but do and you... And then they... I'm losing you. They're, they're about to cut... They're cutting our feet. You know, that's so uh, true because Facebook has been intentionally cutting a lot of my stuff and uh, research that I've been putting out there. Uh, I don't know why, because this is a First Amendment thing to be able to freely express yourself, so I don't know why they would do it, but I can only imagine they are doing it because they don't want us talking about this, so that's why we need to talk about this. I'm sorry, what did you say? I was talking about how Facebook is, is, is monitoring stuff, and they've been cutting a lot of stuff out, especially mine. That's okay. But they're not going to stop me, because I'm going to keep talking to you people. And I'm going to keep telling you what's going on in your sky. Now, this isn't the first time we've seen a ship this big. And it's been reported. And it's, you know, and it's had backlash. Let's, uh, now, there was a flight. A Japanese flight. Uh, uh, J- Japan Airlines flight. I forget the flight number. Captain Takari... Uh, uh, was flying over the Atlantic approaching the uh, Alaska when he said he saw an object that was so big it was the size of, of about two aircraft carriers and it followed him and there's radar evidence of this too like you know the, the FAA saw it the tower saw it 
Uh, he, you have radar tracking where he would do those turns. You know, kind of like when a submarine wants to make sure no one's behind him, he does those big turns. You know what I'm talking about. And that's what the plane was doing. You can see it on the yeah. radar, him banking to the left and doing a complete 360 degrees. And you can see the object following him. And you'll see two other objects from the mothership. But apparently this mothership was like 20 times the size of his 747. Like it was uh, enormous. And it got close. Mm -hmm. It would follow him from behind and then it would come in close proximity. At one point he said it was probably uh, 10 meters from the cockpit. And he could feel the heat from the lights. So... They're out there's there's things out there that are hard to imagine. The very size of these things. Yeah, the brain. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to imagine something that big, first off, flying around in the air with you. Cause you know, we can't some people I meet can't even conceive the size of an actual aircraft carrier. Cause they're so insanely big. Now I want you to imagine two of them, but in the but it's a ball and it's flying around in the air, and it happens to be the size of like downtown Tampa. That's some wild stuff. Yes. So we know that now the Navy is releasing information about ufos what what do you think about that joe do you think they're gonna really give us the real files they have on this stuff or is this just this is the powdered the watered down uh civilian version the watered down version you think so watered down civilian version you, th you don't think they're gonna yeah. get there's no way they would give us the good stuff right they're not gonna give us the real stuff you know i mean God. Well, because uh, it may cause it may cause panic. May I believe, uh, so especially. And I just don't want panic. I believe, especially the people who are, and I don't like to say it because I'm a Christian and I I don't consider myself religious as much as I consider myself a spiritual Christian, but the religious people would lose their minds. I don't know how they would deal with that. I know a lot of them probably would be okay, but I can definitely see some people like, yeah, but, you know, there's a lot of stuff in the Bible that people don't like, you know? I mean, they... they UFOs, UFOs were mentioned in the, in the Bible numerous times. Yeah, that's true. That, and uh, same thing, you know, uh, Ezekiel's wheel. And they're not of God. Yeah, they, 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 they dispute it as, you know, they are not of God. You may look up to them as a God, but they're not really God. No, they're not gods. They're creations of God, and I believe they're travelers. And, uh, I mean, yeah. I was talking to it, I was talking about it with a friend, and I told them basically, I said, I don't believe they're here to really invade or, or anything of those lines because if they wanted to I believe they would have done it already 
So I believe that the the things seeing us, these uh, creatures that are coming, I think they're scientists. I think they're scientists. I think they're studying. Uh, just like us, when we send astronauts into space, they're the top of their field in science and technology. Uh, I don't think that the aliens would be too different than that. You know, I, I don't. So that that's kind of reassuring, but it is it is I mean, I've got a whole book here, literally, of of incidences that can't be explained. Now you take these and you put them with with other cases like say uh, missing four one one. There's a point where it almost begins to take on a feeling of the supernatural. Do you think, Joe, do you think that, like, when you're investigating this stuff, do you think the supernatural plays into it? You know, there's, there's a lot of things that, um, really hard for people in, in general to wrap their minds around what's going on around them you know with this covid and everything else yeah but the fact that we as a species exist we are living tissue and organisms on a planet out in the middle of nowhere but yet there are trillions of galaxies that each galaxy has probably billions of solar systems to literally logically think that there is not life out there we're sadly mistaken it's almost like being short-sighted almost intentionally can exist yeah it's almost like when we say no no it can't happen we're right. almost it's like However, you're being intentionally right. arrogant. However, they are. Right. However, <coughs> we, we can only see what we observe here on Earth. And, and we observe many different types of species. There are different types of species that live outside of our solar system. Absolutely. There are. That's true. And majority of, of those will do anything they can to help protect the people of, of this world. Because there are good and bad. Absolutely. Man, I wish you weren't breaking up so bad I don't know why my internet's been terrible all day but uh well <clears throat> what what do you what do you what what do you what do you, do you expect with 5g you know How? yeah well <clears throat> Uh, with 5G, I expect cancer. 
I expect some kind of underlying health condition they're not telling me about yet. Okay. <laughs> Alright, now look. This is another thing that I wanted to bring up with our thing here. Now, <clears throat> excuse me, goodness, I'm sorry. Okay, now one thing that I, I always, now we brought in the Bible, we were talking about our religion. I'm a Christian. I'm okay with people knowing that. I hashtag it on all my stuff. I'm, I try to, I don't so much try to convert people as I enjoy showing people how being a Christian has made my life happier. And then most people will ask me, you know, how did that happen? And that's when I find the chance to tell them about how God has touched me, how Jesus has helped me, changed my life, uh, doing it through my actions. Now, in your Bible, this is Genesis 6-2, it reads in the scripture that the sons of God saw daughters of men, they were fair, and they took them as wives of all which they chose. So, the sons of God. Now, we're talking about, because he says daughters of men. So, he's not talking about us. <clears throat> this is just going into stuff that it's like, just hard to explain. Now, this is where people think the giants came from. So, I'm just saying, like, a lot of the evidence for the stuff we talk about on this podcast is, it comes out of scripture. You know, we're not making this stuff up. This is stuff that's really happened. You know, it, it's just... That is absolutely correct. And, you know, a lot of people are like, hey, um, these aliens, because uh, some people are going to say... You know, these aliens are another creation of God. Perhaps they're angels or something. I don't believe any of that. I believe that they are another creation of God. I don't believe they're angels. I don't believe that. And that's why I actually went into that with my research. But I have hundreds of pages of research. I'm trying to find something that would go in with what we've been talking about with the... Uh, <coughs> Phoenix Lights. Now, we were talking about how, at least personally, I think that these these visitors are scientists. Now, we know that in 19... Uh, hang on, let me find it. 1950... I believe it was 1954, President Eisenhower flew to a base in California, Edwards Air Force Base, and it was there that it is said that he had a meeting with extraterrestrials and made an accord, made a deal with them there that they could do research and whatnot as long as they don't, you know, if they shared technology with us. They didn't want us to use nuclear weapons. That was the thing they wanted us to do. They wanted us not to use nuclear weapons. All right, here we go. Here it is. Uh, 
the presidential agreement. It was in 1954, and it was a, okay. The aliens that they're talking about and making the deal with them here are the Pleiadians. Now, I believe that those are the same race of uh, aliens that abducted the uh, the first uh, couple, the Hills, Betty and Barney Hill. Yeah, that's what it talked about. Yeah, and it was Holloman Air Force Base. I'm sorry, it was not Edwards. It was Holloman Air Force Base, and they would provide technology for human experimentation. That's what the deal was. We get tech, they get to take people. That's terrifying. Yes. And now, it, oh, Dan, that's ridiculous. That didn't happen. Are you sure about that? I don't know. Come to your own conclusions. But, uh, there's definitely stuff. If you look on your news, you'll see that the Navy has just released all of its evidence for UFOs. That's what we were talking about. Huh? Oh, looks like we lost them. The phone dropped. The call dropped somehow, but that's okay. I'm sure he'll call back in a second. But that's terrifying. And a lot of people are going to say, Dan, you're paranoid. You're crazy. Well, you know. It's an entertainment podcast. For entertainment, it's for fun. How do you know it ain't real? Because, you know, it's great. How do you keep that secret? I don't know. We've kept a lot of stuff secret. Kept a lot of stuff secret, man. We've had a lot of these things where where um gets played off a lot. Rendlesham uh, at Bentwaters, they told him it was a uh, they told him it, it was a lighthouse. And these guys touched the thing. They saw it. They were standing right next to it. And your government's trying to tell you, well, it's a lighthouse. Uh, you have a colonel who, who's an experienced Air Force colonel, uh, second in command of the whole base, and he's telling you, it's, uh, you know, hey, man, we lost you there. Hey, what happened? I don't know. I was waiting for you to call me back. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I was trying to call you back, but nothing was going through. Oh, okay. Well, hey, we were just, we kind of moved on. We were talking about other instances where uh, military personnel have actually seen stuff, and it's been, they've been ordered not to talk about it. Do you remember uh, the incident? You probably heard of this incident. The, at Bentwaters in England, one of the, uh, one of our NATO bases that we have nuclear weapons at, or used to, back in the Cold War, and a colonel, the base colonel, huh? You sound robotic. 
I do? Yeah. Uh-oh. Well, I hope I don't sound robotic on the podcast. I got the phone right in front of me. Sound like RoboCop. <laughs> Dead or alive, you're coming I with me. The, uh, yeah, surface interruption, man. That's all right. We, we're working around it. But do you remember that? Do you remember Rendlesham? They actually... Uh, the colonel the, the saw it. That's like what got it really popular. The base commander saw it, and he had a uh, recorder. Like a recorder, and he recorded the whole incident. And um, the guy... Uh, here, Sergeant Tech Sergeant Penniston went back to the site and measured out the... Okay, hang on. That is a... Uh, Colonel Holt... Da, 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 da. Like, I drew, I drew it all here. It was 9.8 feet on all three sides. So you got... So it's almost 10 feet on all sides. It's a triangular object. He said that when he touched it, it made him see things. He saw binary code. And now I have that code here. I have the code. I have the code. And it was actually uh, a guy that used to be a... Uh, gosh, what's it called? Uh, a decoding specialist for the CIA decoded it. Uh, and I have that. Oh, and the name of that Japanese airline, it was Japan Airlines Flight 343. That's what that was. Okay. I'm trying to find that translation. Because it actually was a location. Now, what I believe... That particular incident, I strongly believe, was a... I believe it was time travel. I believe that the people in the future sent this craft back to the past as an experiment. And when this guy touched it, it it was designed to do that. It was designed to... almost like an interface. Uh, You know, uh, that's how I would call it. I would call it an interface. Are you there? Joe, you with me? Yeah, I'm, I'm still here. I'm okay. Still here. I'm saying that the uh, connection is poor. Okay. I just wanted to make sure you're still with us. I'm sorry, guys. Joe, you can probably hear me flipping. I'm trying to find... Uh, gosh, if I can remember from memory before I get there... Now, it was a location, I believe, in Ireland. And it was a uh, place that... Okay. Dion Kecht of Ancient Ireland. Hang on. I don't believe... No, that's not it. Well, I can't find that particular piece of information in my book here. New, new, new Brazil. That's what it was. New Brazil. 
And it's actually a location that's underwater right now, and the theory that made it work... No, hide Brazil. Hide Brazil, or something. Gosh, you know what? I'm just gonna have to look it up. But the thing that made that, to me, feel like it was time travel is because that location is actually underwater right now. So, like, it's saying that that was it, and that, what it, I believe in the code it says Origin High Brazil. So how does that work? Here we go. <clears throat> it happened And it says here that the Air Force uh, actually destroyed or lost all the evidence from that, from what happened there. All of it's gone. All of it. It's all gone. You know, it's just god-awful that we have the opportunity for such amazing scientific research and it's destroyed like that. Yeah, people are going to panic because you pamper them and treat them like babies through, uh, for like the last hundred years. Ugh. I also have a list here of all the Majestic 12 people, all the, the 12 members of Project Magic or Project Majestic, the uh, Majestic 12 or Magic 12. It's another thing people don't ask questions about anymore. So what we gotta do, guys, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put an email on here and I want you guys to email me your questions. Email me what happened to you. Eventually, me and Joe here are going to figure out ways to start taking phone calls and actually really start getting somewhere with this research. Because uh, me and Joe have been passionate about finding answers to stuff like this since uh, we became friends. You know, this is something that we've always... Yeah, that's been a long, long time. Yeah, we always have these questions. You know, I don't... Un I, uh... I want to know. I want to know what is going on. I want to know why my government is hiding it. Do they know them? Do, do they, is there really a pact? Is there really an agreement? Did Eisenhower really do that? It's, you know, uh, most... I don't know, but every time that you mention any form of organization the, the connection cuts out on me really if you think the government isn't watching you when you ask these questions you're just wanting to live in a, in a bubble world you know you want to live in a happy fantasy and I'm you know I wish yeah. Like yeah, and I wish it was like that. I wish we were safe to answer these questions. <clears throat> Case in point, right here in my in my book, right here, 
Mr. Phil Schneider, who was a government contractor, and he built deep underground military bases, and he was in New Mexico, and he was doing a base, and he was hitting, some something happened, and they were hitting something they couldn't get through, and you know, they're drilling, you know, they're drilling these deep bunkers for the military, and they're all over the place, if you think there's just a couple of them out there, you're another person that's living in fantasy land, because they're everywhere, and no, you don't know about them, because that's the point, and uh, so they put him in one of those, in one of those cat things, you know, and they lower him down by crane, you know what I'm talking about, they put him in one of those baskets, and they're lowering him down there by crane to check it out, he's a, he's a, he's an engineer, uh, I don't know, I'm not going to look through here to see what kind of engineer, I, I'm pretty sure it's like structural engineer, but um, he said there was already an installation there, and that's what they were hitting, and that there were aliens down there, and they shot at him. Now, not only did he say he got shot at and stuff, but he said, he's got the wounds to prove it. He's missing three fingers. Are you there? This is an excellent rectangle. This is an excellent rectangle. Sorry, man. I keep losing you. Hey, that's all right. I gotta, I gotta call you back on the computer so we can keep the podcast going. So that's why I had to keep uh, hanging up on you to call you back. But I knew to call you. <laughs> but anyway, so he was down there, and not only did they shoot at him and stuff, he's got the wounds to prove it. He's got three fingers missing. You know, he's got an injury on his chest. And he tells us those are from the attack with the aliens. And, we, and we've looked at his background. Yeah. He does, he was a military, he was a contractor for the military. He did do this, he did everything he said he did. The only thing that happened that the government saying didn't happen is that one incident. Now here's where it gets really fucking weird. After he comes out with this stuff and he goes on about it, eventually he's ends up dead in his apartment and they say it's suicide, but he was strangled to death with his catheter. His catheter was taken, wrapped around his neck super tight and tied in a knot. And that's and they're saying that was suicide. Two fingers broken. The two fingers he had were broken. Sounds an awful lot to me like struggle holding you down while we put this thing around your neck. And he ended in, you know, and he's dead. And he said it in his press conference. He said, I, I, if I end up dead, it's because they wanted me quiet. And, uh, that's just one. That's just one. This book, I mean, look at all that. Look. Front and back. Full of information. And you know what? If 
if he was crazy and it wasn't true, how did that happen? Because I, I don't... Why would you kill yourself like that? Like, behind the head. So difficult. You know, why not here? Why that? Why your own catheter? So you removed your catheter, which is very painful, by the way. If you've ever done that, it's really not fun, man. Uh, so that sucks. And then you use it to kill yourself in your own house. Two, with two broken fingers. Two broken fingers still doing the tying, by the way. Remember, because he tied it in a knot. So he did it with broken fingers. Which part of this starts to sound completely, like, just unbelievable to you? Like, at what part are we going to start being like, okay, how, how does that happen exactly? Well, I mean, it's, it's, a lot, it's a lot to take in and consider uh, simply because, uh, you know, tying a knot, not knowing where to tie the knot. And your fingers um, are broken. And you're and your tying the knot right. to strangle yourself. Right. Wow. So you're cutting off your air supply and doing what? The bunny around the, through the hole and around the tree and shit? Oh, come on. Broken fingers. Cutting off your airway. Correct. We're still doing a knot. Hell no. Just don't, it don't make sense. If you wanted to kill yourself, you know, you could strangle yourself, but why would you do it in the hardest way possible? I mean, it's all, look. If you'd, I'm just thinking you'd probably want to do it quick and clean. You don't want to complicate it because obviously you don't want to cause yourself more pain and anguish than you're already dealing with. So it's and and you know what he's and he, it's not just him either. There's a there's other guys. This other guy who uh, said he was at the Dulce base in Mexico died after uh, he was like at a hotel and some guy went up to him and started threatening him, telling him he should stop doing everything he was doing. The next day he got killed in a car wreck. You know, it's just okay, maybe it was a car wreck. What a coincidence though. You know, what a coincidence. The government yeah. knows how to do this. We've been doing this in other countries to other people for the last uh, 70 years, I'd say, since the 1930s, maybe more. You know what? I'd go back as far as like the 1800s. I'd say we've been going to other countries fucking with their shit. And we see all kinds of stuff. It's not just aliens. It's not just aliens. I'm reading a book by David Politis. It's about miss. It's called Missing 411. And the government, like people, just going missing, just disappearing. And I'm not talking about like you know normal shit. I'm talking about like this dude went to pee at the corner of the woods, and now he's just fucking gone. 
and like 15 miles away you'll find their shoes nicely put together a couple of their things and then another 15 miles away you'll find bones or maybe their clothes not just clothes but folded nicely and put on a log or something what is that it's kind of fucking scary yeah, And you're out there in the wilderness, so it's... And you know what? If it was one occasion, okay, but we're talking about, like, it's happening in these things he's got uh, called, um... Oh, uh, what, what's he... Uh, I forget what he's called. Well, anyway, he's got them in groups where it's like uh, it, it, this same kind of thing has happened to, like, 40, 50, 60 people... And the biggest one is at Yosemite. Because a lot of it happens at parks. But these people are just disappearing. We should make that... Joe, let's make that the topic for our show tomorrow. We're gonna, we'll talk about missing 411. Okay. And, and me and you, we can research yeah, that. Okay. Yeah, we'll like talk we, after we close up our show. We're coming up on our hour. So this is it. This is the last ten minutes. We're gonna kind of, we're gonna kind of go ahead and summarize what we've been talking about. We'll give you a little idea of what we're talking about next week. But if you look at these things, the manner in which these people disappeared, it's, it's so confusing. It, it it's, you're so confused by it it takes you a moment to realize it's scary because it, you keep Correct. you keep thinking okay well it must be this then well then how did the, like this one guy I'm going to tell you this one guy he went hunting he parks his car at the in the field a couple about maybe 100 yards from the tree line he was just going to hunt at the tree line so he goes He's with two of his buddies. There's about three or four people total. They all go out there. They all hunt in the tree line. Everybody comes back except this one guy. This one guy doesn't come back. Night goes by. They can't find him. About six or seven miles from where he went missing. Now remember, he was just hunting the tree line. It started out as him being 100 yards from his truck. Now we're six miles from where he was, from that whole area. Six miles. And if you've ever hiked in the woods, that is a long way. Six miles is not, and this was a smoker. Uh, he was hunting, so he wasn't out there in like tennis shoes and shit. He was wearing boots and hunting gear. Six miles they don't find him they find the bladder from his camelback they find the straps that go around your waist from the backpack the straps have been cut off the backpack they don't find the backpack they find the straps and then they find his boots sitting next to it nicely together like we would put our boots under our bunk in basic training like all in a line and there was a little area where he had a burn pile and there was a half burned empty box of cigarettes 
So they think he had his last smoke there. Could not find anything else. Now it gets really weird. 11 miles, air miles, not high. If it was hiking miles, it probably would have been more like 15, 16 miles. 11 miles from where we found the boot, the bladder from the camelback, the smoke thing, all that stuff, we find his backpack resting nicely under a tree, just like someone put it there and laid it against this tree, you know, like just, I'm going to sit down and take a break, lay against the tree. You know what was in it? Food. What's that? He had a bunch of those breakfast bars. He had a lot of food. He had mm. his gun. He had ammo. He had a lighter. He had his cigarettes. And it was the same backpack because the things were had been cut off. So we knew this was it. His ID was in it. And that's it. That's all we could find. This was 11 miles from the boot by air, by helicopter. 11 miles. Seven miles from that, we find a skull and we find a pelvic bone. That's it. So his boots were like 20 miles away. And how long, how long did it take? This, uh, I believe this was a three year, a three year long thing. I'd have three to Three year investigation? Well, they would end it and then they found other stuff and then they'd end again. And then, hey, we found some, they kept finding stuff from this guy. The sheriff said, he goes, cause they were asking him and he's like, what do you make of this? He goes, I don't know what the hell is going on. That's kind of, wow. that, yeah, that, right, doesn't, yes, I can see it in your face, that's the exact look I had, what he's, the, the look he's giving me, folks, is uh, a pursed lips and a squinting eyes looking down at the corner trying to add this up together, but it doesn't, why'd you take your boots off? If you were hypothermic, because when he took them off, he put them nicely together, so it wasn't a panic or anything. He was laying, right. he had a fire and stuff. How do you go from there? 11 miles? Oh, that was my dog. 11 miles. To 7 more miles. And then your backpack, the and then 7 miles, it's bones. What the hell happened? What happened in those 11 miles? What happened? Why did he take his boots off? Why did he cut those straps off? How did he get all the way over there without boots? You know what, man? I feel like we need to take a trip out there and investigate these scenes yes. for ourselves. Yes, we should. And we need to video it and actually document stuff. I went to school to be a private investigator Correct. and I'm studying psychology. You were well, in the airborne. Well. Yeah. Yeah, I yes, I do. And uh, you yourself, you have psychology training. You were in the airborne, yeah. so you yeah. have a way of 
seeing the terrain in a way that I don't. Oh, okay, guys, yeah, we're literally. Yes. It's very, very difficult. Yes, and we should go and investigate this stuff. We really should. So, folks, we're coming up at the end here. So, recap. Recap real quick. We were talking about the Phoenix Lights, and we definitely agree. The government lied, and they've worked hard to cover that up. And uh, there's so much evidence. And the amount of people that saw it is the best part of the evidence that happened in such a densely populated area. Then we moved on and we talked about other instances with very large spacecraft. We talked about Japan Airlines Flight 343. We talked mm-hmm. about the second the incident. Yes. And then you talked about there was another incident that they didn't even cover. February 6th, 2007. It happened again. No coverage. We, I never saw it on the news. So, yeah, they, uh, they downplayed it. Absolutely. And then we started talking about uh, missing 411 and, a lot, and just the general nature of how mysterious these vanishings are. And that's where we're going to leave it this show. Tomorrow we're going to talk about those missing people. Should, um, you know, I'm going to pick out three cases. I'm going to send them to you. And we can make those the uh, main topic for tomorrow's show we'll we'll talk about these three people and who knows maybe we can come up fantastic man i I look forward to it and again it's always a privilege uh having me as a guest on your show sir i love you being here man the original dansky and the joe schmo show so I hope everyone that hears this podcast is doing well. I hope you are safe. I hope you are happy. And uh, you're in our prayers. You're in our thoughts. I, I hope that uh, God is watching your back. And if you're not religious or anything, then I just I wish you the best of health and happiness. And I'm sure Joe would love to say something real Absolutely. quick too. Yes. Absolutely. You know, it's always a pleasure. And, you know, keep your heads up. Uh, look at the stars at night. Observe things uh, in, in your own perspective through the pupils of your eyes. Keep your eyes wide open, your head up. Stay focused. Stay determined. Don't let others bring you down. Yes. And uh, there is life out there, and we are going to uncover it one step at a time. We sure are, and we're going to do it together. So keep on trucking, guys. This is the original Dansky and Joe Schmo wishing you the best. Keep going, and don't let the bastards hold you down. have a great night. God bless you. Evening. Have a good one. See you, guys. Take care.